Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. Well, Villa ground out a draw away at Wolves, which keeps the unbeaten run in the league rumbling on. We'll have more of that in a moment, plus Frankie cranks that spiceometer up a few notches with today's spicy question. First things first, Frankie, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, got very Having a very stressful time of it away from the pitch with the various life things of uh, moving and work and all these kind of things. So that's all very, very fun. So football is a is a nice distraction away from all that. And uh, kind of feeling okay after the, the Villa game, I think. Uh, I went to Mostar the other day, went to see that game. Uh, it was um, an ex, uh, extremely close and tight affair, but Villa got the job done in the end, which was very nice to see. And the noise and the limbs at the end of that game were amazing. Um, but then... Um, Today against Wolves, I was, uh, you know, I think after 90 minutes, happy with the draw. But then after injury time, thinking, oh, if only Villa had pulled that out of the bag, could have won it. Uh, so, it's, yeah, I mean, George, I'll, I'll ask you, how did you feel about uh, the game? How are you feeling about it all? Yeah, I think overall positive. We talked about our record at Molyneux uh, in the previous show and how it's not particularly great. Um we always seem to struggle against them, uh, both kind of home and away, really. Mm. And obviously they are buoyant after their win against Man City as well. So, um, and they've got, you know, player for player, they've got they've got a very decent side. Uh, a local derby, of course, too, which adds that little spice. And it was a really kind of very spicy, I mean, we got, we'll do the spicy question later, but the game mm-hmm. itself was was pretty spicy on the old spiceometer, Frankie. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of, lot of big tackles coming in, yellow cards. I think the referee... Did okay, but I think struggled in parts to kind of keep things ticking over. It was really quite scrappy, quite bitty. I think a draw probably was a fair result in the end. Um, they had some really good chances to to go two one up after that sort of like um, scramble scrambling period in the in, at the start of the second half where they scored and then we scored a couple of minutes later. Um, they sort of recovered quite well and, and had a couple of decent chances to retake the lead and then. Right at the end, after they're sending off, after the eight billionth minute of added time, hmm. um, you know, Ollie Watkins almost celebrated his new contract with a, you know, last second winner, which thundered off the post. But, um, you know, I can't be too dis- – I mean, that's probably the one thing that you look back on and think, oh, you know, if only that was a few inches to the to the left or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, a, a draw a draw is a, is a good result. I think I probably would have taken a draw uh, um, ahead of the game. Um it was an interesting lineup, wasn't it, Frankie? The fact that we mm. started with um, with Carlos uh, at the back, um, his first start in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, can I just say how chuffed I am that Pau Torres got his first goal mm-hmm. the club, and and he looked absolutely delighted with it. So, um, mm. yeah, it was nice, nice for him, nice for his confidence because I think he's really developing as a player. Y- you might actually question. He's defending in regards to the first goal. Uh, I think perhaps, you know, we talked about his physicality or lack thereof in um, in previous shows. I think he gets sort of brushed past quite easily by Neto, who is a fantastic player. But, you know, perhaps he um, he got uh, he got outmuscled a bit too easily uh, for their first goal. Um, but more than made up for it with a really, really nice finish coming up, uh, coming uh, out from the, the, the back post to, to to knock it in after, you know, two minutes after we conceded. So, yeah, uh, uh, it was, you know, so, a solid point and we just keep, uh, we keep, we keep, 
rumbling on, as I, as I said earlier, and it's um, it puts us in a good position heading into the international break. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I liked, uh, I mean, Villa's set up first half, uh, it's almost like Wolves and Villa slightly cancelled each other out, but I think the first 15 minutes Villa were definitely on top and looked to the, the team with the more with better rhythm. I like, you know, I, I think uh, Uno Emery clearly identified the wide areas as Wolves' sort of main attacking thread, and I think both sides did a good job in nullifying the most threatening attackers. Wolves' defence, Dawson, Kilman, I thought were very, very good. Uh, Lame- oh, I can never remember. It is Lamina. I think it Lamina, is the Wolves yeah. player, yeah. Uh, in midfield. Uh, I thought they did a good job in sort of keeping Villa quiet. I think Villa really struggled to get that ball into the final third because none of the, neither Diaby or Watkins were particularly winning those physical battles with back to goal, uh, which made me, made me do, made me wonder whether. Duran would come on, but then obviously Zaniolo is a big physical guy as well, which I sort of overlooked. And so that that was an understandable replacement, I thought, in the second half. But I think Villa obviously had targeted the wide areas, bringing in Conza, cash out right, playing on further forward, and then Dean on the left. It just meant that like it was almost like Villa had a six at the back at times. Mm. And in the middle of that box with Luis Kamara and um, Watkins and Diaby, uh, I think defensively it was a very impressive tactical display. I think we kept Wolves very quiet generally in the first half, at least. Uh, second half, um, but well, first half, I think, you know, I think we were the more dominant team for the first 15 minutes, but I think we slightly fell into Wolves' trap a bit where it's a horrible, horrible away day. You know, they they don't like us, Wolves. Fine, it's going to be a bear pit atmosphere on a derby day. Um, and I think the last thing you want to do is kind of give the fans something to get behind. And mm. I think at, at the corners, you know, the Dawson Mings, uh, Dawson uh, McGinn, you know, scraps that were kept on happening, it sort of played into their hands a little bit. And it, I, I could f- hear the crowd getting more tetchy and angry and annoyed. And I think that also then led to sort of upping the atmosphere within the the Wolves players themselves. I think Wolves came back into it then. And, you know, then we it was it was very stop-start, endless fouls. Anytime a, a Villa player gets past the Wolves player, he's pulled back and down he goes. Um, second half, uh, I think the goal we conceded, it was the one time our shape was sort of caught out and it was because Douglas Louise was dithering on the ball. I don't really know what, you know, he's such a brilliant player. It's I'm sure he's wondering himself what he was doing there, really. You don't really expect that from him, but he, he got caught by Huang. And Huang broke forward, and that was when Pedro Neto had that one time in the game that he really had a lot of space. There was maybe two times in the second half he had a lot of space to run at our defenders. And in fairness to Torres, I actually, I don't really blame him, you know, to be honest. Neto's a fantastic player. I, I wonder if it's going to be Chelsea or Man City who bid 100 million quid for him. Uh, you know, Man City deciding, oh, we've lost one game. Well, we need to spend 100 million quid on Pedro Neto. Great. When we've got Doku already and Grealish and whoever. Um, but you know, uh, so I think the run he did at um, Torres, I think sometimes there's a tendency for us all to criticize defenders. I just thought it was a really good run from Neto, and I thought it was a great ball across. I think Huang placed himself very well, and I think that it was just the one time they caught us, and it was a good, good goal. I mean, for, you know, sometimes you just do have to hand your hold up, hold your hands up and go, Well, yeah, damn, they caught us there. But for Villa to fight back so quickly, brilliant because you know, Watkins hadn't been involved in the game finally gets a little bit of space. And what a super cross that was into yeah. Paul Torres. Halfway through, the Wolves fans serenading us with that S on the Villa song. It was hilarious to hear them just go into pure silence as Paul Torres was jumping around celebrating. That S on the Villa song that 
Birmingham City fans in the middle of the night. They're so obsessed with us. They wake up in the middle of the night singing it. They walk down the aisle at a wedding to it. It's their favorite. You know, that's how small time they all are singing about it. But you know, that's uh, that's the way it is. But so it was brilliant to shut them up. Wolves ended up, had one big chance from Neto again, but you know, Martinez came up, made himself big. Maybe that sort of put him off, but he probably should have scored it. But then Villa, you know, I think we did have the, the better chances overall in the game, but I think both sides defended well. But then obviously from the 90th minute on, God, we had so many chances to sort of kill it, mm. particularly after the red card. And George, was that a penalty on Ollie Watkins or not? Uh, I'm well. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it wasn't checked. Um, it's almost like because he had the shot, the referee sort of discounted it as you know that. Well, you know, if he if he just went down, if he just went down uh, without taking the shot, I think I think it probably would have been looked at. But because he mm. he carried on and had the shot, I think it almost got dismissed, which is completely barking. If that was the reason, because mm. you know I watched it back and clearly Doherty is he just pushed him <laughs> like, like Watkins has got past him and to prevent him shooting. Uh, you know, while he's while he's sort of secure on the ground, he gives him a push before he has a shot. It's, it's, mm. It does seem it does seem pretty remarkable how that was let go. Um, I I I think it was a clear penalty. It, it clearly put him off balance. Yeah. And so it's like when when I mean, what what were they doing at, at Stockley Park at that moment? Like, how did they not call it back? It was so, it just to me seems so obvious. I mean, if they watch Star Wars and they see Darth Vader force push Luke Skywalker out the window, did they miss it? Did they somehow not see that? Well, I, I, I think I think Frankie they were watching Star Wars at the time, uh, which, is what, which, <laughs> which is which is why they missed it. <laughs> just for um, the, the bit where uh, ha, you know uh, Han Solo's been frozen, and they're just like, I can't believe it. I didn't, but no, I never saw that. Luke's just had his hand cut off. Oh my yeah. god! Or while like, poor Ollie Watkins is sent flying forward. No, they were watching the prequels, and it was the moment when um, when. Um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is like, you were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're just they're just weeping at the screen without looking at the VAR monitors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what was going on. Yeah, I, I like sand. Uh, it's raw, <laughs> it's, rough, and coarse, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> God. If if you know Star Wars, you'll know that terrible quote. Yeah, uh, I mean that, that. Yeah, that is um that's what you call s chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of sort of stuff you might hear in a smoking area at a club. Yeah, some guy, some guy's trying his luck with a, with a, with a, with a, with a girl. And he, you know that he, you know he, that he, meme of this of the that kid just shouting in that girl's ear who just looks like she's not listening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do like I don't sand? like sand. It's coarse <laughs> and rough, and it gets everywhere. And she's just uh, sort of looking out like. Christ. <laughs> But if that's not a penalty, then, you know, like next time I play football, I'm just going to push someone in the back. I'm going to do a, a, a rock bottom or a, a people's elbow. I'll run from e- either side of the pitch, probably out of breath by the time I give the people's elbow. But the, but it's not, I mean, it just, I just do not see how that's not a penalty, but, you know, <laughs> it wasn't given. But then, you know, yeah, Villa had had the chances and injury time to do it. Um, but, you know, George, horrible, horrible away day. Not a place I don't, um, and you know, I think as, as much as Gary O'Neill seems to have been moaning about stuff after the game in the press conference, I'm not really sure what he's annoyed about. No. Um, given that Wolves were pretty cynical, I think, for most of the game, and that's not me being biased Villa fan, I think it's objectively, I think that red card they got in the end was kind of coming to be honest, yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think that you know, Gary O'Neill's a uh, he's, you know, he did well at Bournemouth last season, and look at how poorly they've started the season, and I think he's maybe getting something going at Wolves playing to their strengths. 
that was a tough, tough away day, particularly a derby day. I think for Villa to have had the volume of games that we've had, yeah, to have had as many wins as we had and to be in fifth place going into the international break, you know, breathing down the necks of Man City, Pep Guardiola looking over his shoulder, the the ball fraud. <laughs> he's, 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 like, he's the best manager ever. But yeah, no. <laughs> panicking as Professor Unai tracks him down with his glorious widow's peak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the professor's after him. Uh, yeah, I think um, I, I think it's we're in a great spot, and given the volume of games and the sheer weight of injuries we've had we've shown in different games different tough scenarios that we can get the job done and at Wolves today we very nearly got it done in an environment that I think a Villa of old would have folded and lost 2-0 I think it was a I think we should it's annoying we didn't win and there weren't you know it wasn't a perfect display but there was a lot actually that I was quite pleased with I thought there'll there'll be a lot of big teams you know Man City included who will go to Molyneux and lose bold fraud Um... bold fraud (laughs) the big loser Um, but um but yeah, but obviously we we came out of there with a point, and I think as you said, Frankie, like we played midweek. It's not something that we're used to doing. Um, a lot of the players that played on Thursday had to, you know, get back out there for for, for today's game away at Wolves. Again, as I say, tricky tricky game. So mm. to make it out there with a point, we could have won it, but a point is is really good. I think you know, and Emery, Emery in the post match interview sounded pretty pleased with how it went, and I think mm. he. I think he should be, and then obviously after the after the international break, hopefully we'll have um, you know the likes of Moreno back fit, which will be a big boost. Um, I don't know what the Ramsey situation is, but you know hopefully it'll be it'll be a case where we'll have a couple of other players back, and then we'll be refreshed. Ollie will be fresh after his hat trick for England, mm. uh, and um, and um, yeah, we can um, we can we can go again after the after the break. I'll, I'll say actually, I think. Um... Alex Moreno, I think it'd be good to have him back. It looks sounds like he might be back after the international break. You know, yeah. it's a really bad hamstring tear. You don't really, I don't feel like players are out like for six months with a hamstring string tear. So it's quite mm. rare that it's as bad as it is, I think. Uh, and it's one of them that, you know, when I've read players, you know, Michael Owen describing when he had it and the sort of, the you sort of lose your confidence a bit sometimes when you're a fast player like Owen was. Um, about whether it's going to go again. And so maybe, you know, uh, hopefully Moreno's okay uh, and comes back soon because I really think when I went to the Mostar Zrinski game and when I went to, or when I, you know, saw Wolves today, I, I thought, um, I thought we missed that dynamic a bit. I think, I think that he, you know, Dean, Dean's good when you give him space and he can put a cross in. I think against Wolves and their defenders, they're probably wanting you to cross the ball in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawson um, was literally clearing every ball away with his. Yeah, he was very big good. Bolding head. Dawson was, was great. great. Yeah, yeah um, but I, good. but I think that Moreno, he just is able to beat a man, and he's able to pull a ball back. He's a bit more of a midfielder than I think Dean is. I just yeah. think, I think there's a. We, he added a really great dynamic to Villa last season on the left hand side, and so if Moreno's back after the international break, I think that's a really positive addition to Villa yeah definitely I think as you say he's a different type of left back to Dean uh, and and to, and to give Dean credit in as in in Moreno's absence I think on the whole he's done pretty well a couple of couple of issues but generally speaking he's he's done he's done well um and but he's a different as I said he's a different type of left back and he's a sort of player that we'll utilize in certain games and then in others Moreno will come in and, and do what he does so yeah, it's great. It's it's good to have um it's good to have the options. It's good to mix things up tactically. 
technically. That's what Emery likes to do. I think that's why we brought in Carlos to try and m- sort of mitigate Wolves' threats, and and we did mm. that. We did that largely well. So um, yeah, it's all good. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. George and I could get a bit Jerry Springer here as the drama flows in this, the spicy question. And today, George, Aston Villa sit pretty in fifth. Is there any chance that Professor Unai's men can make the Champions League this season? Frankie, you are not the father. (laughs) 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 Bit of Jerry Jerry Springer there for you. Um, uh, I grew up on that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pro- it's probably had its day. Let's be honest. Yeah, it yeah. was very much of its time. Yeah, we don't uh, need any, any more of that. You know, Frankie, Frankie, Jerry, Jerry. As, you're, as you're as you're smashing my skull in with one of the studio chairs, <laughs> the security trying to wrestle it off you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. Um. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I think today's results uh, away from Molyneux seem to suggest that you know everyone's getting points off each other it's very competitive at the top in uh, at the top man city losing two on the bounce i don't think i don't think too many would have predicted uh that happening um you know brighton coming back against liverpool liverpool losing to spurs uh, spurs narrowly beating luton um you know west ham coming back against newcastle like it's 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 at the moment it's it's great it's brilliant entertainment i mean it's all it's all it's all to play for and um just to be in the mix is is brilliant. It would be nice, as I, as we were saying, about getting some of our injured players back in action. I think that will that can only help us. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think we've started the season really strongly. I think if you asked me at the start, if you asked me in in August that by you know the middle of October we'd be fifth in the table, I would be I'd be very very happy with with that. And um, yeah, we're very much in the mix for. For the top five, and and as we said before, aside from you know a couple of games this season, we've been really competitive against everybody that we played, which is which has been which has been good. Um, you know, obviously beating Chelsea was a was a really good result. Um, you know, so beating Brighton the way we did was a fantastic result. Um, so so yeah, it's been it's been a great start, and if we can kind of continue the way we have been. You know, tr- improving where we can, obviously, uh, trying to keep our players injury free as much as we can. Then, yeah, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see why not. Uh, I said last, I said last week that from what the you know what I can see of United and and Chelsea, you know, United stro- really struggled against Bright uh, against Brentford, and we're, we're lucky really to to get something out of that game. Okay, Chelsea turned it around against Burnley, but wow. I, I I still think that they are works in progress. Um, and they're going to slip up through the season over the course of the season. Whereas I think under Emery and with the players that we've got, I think we're a much more consistent side. I think if we, generally speaking, if we lose games, we won't tend to lose them that heavily. You know, yeah. You'd like not, you'd like to think so anyway. And um, yeah. you will, we uh, will get some really good results as well um, against some of the big sides. So yeah, I think I think we've got a really really good shot. It's early days, but I think we've got a good shot. What about you, Frankie? Mm, well, it depends, you know, if there's five places in the Champions League this season, I still don't exactly know when this, that is decided. Mm. But if there are, 
suddenly I'm really starting to believe it's there's a possibility. Uh, I still veer towards thinking we won't get that, but interesting start to the season, really, because um, there's a lot of lot of really good teams up there, aren't there? You know. Yeah, Tottenham, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Villa, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. Um, that's eight. Of, that's the top eight, and that they're all really good sides. Uh, yeah, and, then, and, and they can all beat each other, as we've seen. You know, they, they mm. they're all capable. Of, there's not one team among them. I mean, you 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 would you would say Man City would be the team that can beat everybody, and I'm sure they will. They they miss Rodri and De Bruyne badly mm. uh, at the moment, but um. Once they get those players back, I think they probably will just motor motor their way on to winning the title again. But yeah. after that, you know, Arsenal they they have started well, Liverpool have started well, but they're still they're still beatable. And yeah, and they've got Man United and Chelsea back there as well. And you know, God only knows the Chelsea Man United maybe. I I do maybe maybe not quite United at the moment. There just seems to be a lot of flaws there that aren't. I don't know. I'm not I'm not not immediately fixable. Whereas I think Chelsea, I've just got this horrible feeling that, you know, they might just click at some point and go on like a 10-game, you know, unbeaten run or something like, you know, under Pochettino. And I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to call with United and Chelsea whether they're going to, you know, fight their way back into it. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to call this season. Like Tottenham, top of the league at the moment after eight games. I mean, Surely they're going to level out at some point. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think they will. Yeah. I, I, I just think they, um, they lack a little bit of quality. I think to, hmm. to, to win the title for sure. But, but you know, top four, top five for them is, is definitely achievable. And then you got Newcastle there. I mean, if I'm to say who I think, are there, are, which teams are do I think are better than Villa? I would say Arsenal, City. And Liverpool, they're the three that I think are just yeah, definitely, definitely better. Yeah. But the others, um, you know, it's probably you know case for some of them. But I, I, I think Villa could compete with them. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's not impossible to get Champions League at all, and I think that we should definitely aim for that. Whether whether we can cope with the volume of games that are going to be coming over the coming months. And whether we can just avoid big injuries, I think if we, I think if Buendia and Mings were fit, mm. if Ramsey wasn't out for bloody ages, if Moreno wasn't out for ages, and we were able to mix the team up a bit more than we can do, yeah, I, I just fear there's that well, there's one more injury that could, probably you know, a Concer or a Watkins or something like that, or a Louise, just something that would really like impact us to you know more so than other clubs because maybe other clubs aren't don't have the injury load that we have. Mm. Um so we'll see. We'll see. I think I but it's it's been a great start. Well well it's a it's a really good start, I think, given those injuries. Uh it's great to be where we are, you know, at the moment in the league, um, with some top results. And uh I think one or two players have grown into it. I think I thought Pau Torres has been growing into it in recent games. Uh Conta's really coming into his own now as well. Um so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um I think we can do it, but I think stuff is going to have to go away a little bit. And I think one or two other teams might just have to 
slightly underperform themselves, what they expect of themselves, I think. I, I think what stands us in good stead is that we seem to be the most stable of the clubs around us. So, for example, you've got the likes of Conser and Watkins committing their futures to the club, which is obviously very big. There doesn't seem to be, you know, massive egos at the club as well. Mm. Uh, all the players are probably around the same sort of level. Like we do have just a, a generally a squad of top quality players. Mm. I mean, the fact that, you know, I know Watkins has his doubters, but uh, sorry, not Watkins, uh, Bailey has his doubters. But, you know, the fact that we can bring on a player like Bailey off the bench does go to show how far mm. we've come. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, so so they're all, you know, the, the players we've got are more than capable. There is that there is that kind of like, yeah, like just stableness. Whereas if you look, you know, Chelsea got problems, United got problems, even with Brighton and, and De Zerbi, the future of him as, as manager is probably always going to be up for debate. Newcastle have the pressure of, you know, their billionaire owners and, and, and the pressures that come with playing in the Champions League. Um, you know, Spurs without Harry Kane for the first time in in, in years, and, and having to sort of manage with that. Which obviously they're doing very well at the moment, but you know that's still you know a bit of a, surely a bit of an issue. Um, so so yeah, we we've got our sort of number nine set, which um, other clubs maybe don't as well with Watkins. Um, so yeah, as I said, we're like we're 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 very very much in the mix, which mm. is which is just amazing to say mm. given. 18 months ago we were staring down the barrel of a gun um and now and now and now people are le- legitimately saying that villa villa can finish in the champions league spots it's amazing it, yeah it is amazing a year it's a, what a turnaround it's almost a year since professor unai turned up and uh, opened the University. uh but <laughs> <laughs> yeah we um yeah i i cuz I, I sort of don't want to get ahead of myself but every, i keep saying after every you know, I listen to a lot of a lot of football podcasts. You know, a lot of non-Villa ones as well, and um, I still feel there's a vo- slight vibe out there of slightly underestimating Villa. Mm-hmm. You know, before the Brighton game, I was hearing stuff about how Brighton would just turn up and you know control Villa, and that to me suggested you know people not watching us. And I, I hear again a lot of people talk, you know, particularly at Villa Park where we don't get dominated now really. Um, and maybe people suggesting, you know, that you're not sure what Villa are going to get, you know, because we went out to Everton in the Carabao Cup, we lost in Warsaw, but then in the league we've been a lot better. But again, that to me suggests you don't quite pay, you're not quite seeing the full picture in that. Like Villa mm. have so many injuries and that Emery, the European stalwart that he is, knows he has to mix his team up. He has to do it. He can't keep playing the same players over and over again. Um, and he's mixing that team up, but he, He's not able to use players he'd, he'd normally use in those yeah. reverse roles um, because they're not fit. Yeah. And also he's having to bring in some squad players who, to be honest, don't necessarily look like they've ever really quite suited Emery's style or mm. at times have, but not always. Um, and so I think it's a, I think at the moment, it's, I think that injury list is, is a bit of an issue. But like I said, I, I do think there's a slight vibe where I'm, I'm like, I do feel like there are, um, there is a sense that I think Villa, is, to my mind anyway, that I still think Villa are a little bit underrated. Um, and I was, I was even one again, very famous podcast, I think very very famous one, and they were saying that Villa's, well, one guy on it was saying Villa's result against Brighton wasn't even that impressive. Um, that 
these things happen with Brighton and it, I don't know. I just, I, I just think there's a sense with Villa at times that we're sort of little Villa and we should know our place. And maybe now we're actually beyond that, and it's time for us to, as a fam, or as as ourselves and me included, to, to recalibrate and think. Actually, like Villa can do this. Like Tottenham did it. No one thought they could twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah. Atletico yeah. Madrid did it in Spain when no one thought they could. Why can't Villa dare to dream? And I know it's extremely competitive in the Premier League. You know, particularly now. It's Bloody hard, so many good teams, mm-hmm. but you know things can go. A bit of luck can come your way, as well as consistently playing well. Champions League is it's believable, at least in the, in in the next couple of years. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host George Linsky, Frankie. I will see you later. Catching a bit, George, up the mighty villa, up the mighty villa, and it is goodbye from me too. We will be back again soon, but until then. Come on, Super Aston Villa.